Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek coming at you once again. This is Dave Schofield, deputy editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, and joining me one more time, and one more, more, time. more than one more time, it'll it's going to continue to be, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you doing this lovely festive evening? Oh, well, you know, out here in the western part of Maryland, we're sitting in the snow. And so with Christmas coming up, I decided, you know, got the tree in the back, went with the Santa hat, Steeler style. Um, looking forward to some more football. Yes. Now, you are definitely 100% going to be at this game on Sunday, correct? Correct. Not Kyle. Not Kyle. No, no. because I can't. I can't chance it. Yeah, because because he's never win. seen them win. Correct, he's never seen them win. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to be there. We're uh, what? Yes, yeah. I I hadn't had a chance to tell you about this. <laughs> um, if anyone out there is interested in going to the game, I am looking to uh to to sell the tickets right now because it's very difficult for one Ryan Anthony Davis to get to the game and get back and everything to carry on with the regular business of a Monday. Um, it's not, it's not set in stone, but if someone wanted the tickets, we're, we're, we're looking at that. I've had some inquiries, but uh, we'll have to make a decision here soon. So I can't say if I'm going to be there or not. You're bailing on me. Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is. Brian Anthony Davis. No, no, the, oh, pro- no, okay. the problem's me. Uh, I've already gone to three games this year, including the preseason, and two of them have already been primetime games. I was at uh, the first preseason game, which was a was that a Friday? That was a Friday night game, and then I was at the Monday night game against the Dolphins, and I really don't want to drive home at the middle of the night again and have that screw me up for several days because I'm going to be up super late writing anyway. Now I'd, I'd have to come back and then begin writing stuff for the website. So um, I, I, right. I, li- I like to go to bed before no, the sun I got, comes I got it all figured out, okay? Okay. Ready? Ditch the wife and kids. <laughs> come up here, ride up to the game with Alex and I, and then come back and stay here. I'll drive. You can write while I drive. See, done. We're going again. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, here's Nap, uh, um, 1963, who we were going to go tailgate with, um, which, like I said, is still a possibility. He says he hasn't missed a home game in five years. I want to know how far away do you live from from the stadium because it's a good three and a half hour drive and everything back to where I live. Um, I am not as far west in Maryland as my brother. He is as far west as you can go. He is right on the cusp of of Pennsylvania and West Virginia there, where me, I am out past the really skinny part of Maryland. So getting down into, <laughs> down into, into en- enemy territory. Um, um, Kyle saying there's going to be an empty seat. Uh, <laughs> He's lobbying to go. <laughs> I, I'll tell you. I don't know if it would break. Uh, well, well, because something would have to give. Because in case you all did not hear, let's let's dive into some stuff a little bit. In case you yep. haven't heard the news from this evening, that uh, that I was surprised they announced it today. I thought it would wait till later in the week. But once again, the Steelers, because it's a primetime game, they're going with the color rush uniforms. They yeah, that this evening. 
I saw that, and the first thing I thought of was you wearing the helmet with the Cam Hayward color rush. Yeah. I mean, it was perfect. Yes. The The bottom line is it's a very flux situation right now. We're looking into, into various things, um, kind of seeing how things play out and how stuff could work with Brian. I mean, we were all gung ho about it, but uh, you know what? I just, it, it's very simple. I just make, I just have Brian drive part way while I write, and then I'll drive part way while he writes and we can, we can help, um, help, help come through there, but you're, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. I hope Brian's listening in. Yeah. yeah, well, he he has been. So okay. so we'll see. <laughs> see, Ron Ron is saying now that if we lose because Kyle goes, it's my fault. So, all right. So we got one thumbs down for Kyle attending the game. Um. Yeah. So let's. Wes, I see your question. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that with stuff coming this week. Um, but I am gonna bring up Cody's comment because um, he used the super chat yep. feature, which is where you can type in a comment or a question. Um, if it's a question, I'm gonna ask you to hold off for a little bit because we're gonna get into some stuff here, and I don't want to lose them. Um, and you just type it in, donate any, hit the little dollar sign down there, donate any dollar amount you want to the show. Don't feel like you have to do it, but if you want. If you want what you say to definitely be brought up, that's one way to do it. So two dollars into the tip jar to say five and zero oh with the color rush, which is right. a, which is a fantastic number to bring up. And let me see, I'm trying to think. I have been at three of those five. I've I've been at three of those five. So I, I kind of almost feel obligated to go with the color rush because we were at it was you and I were at the Tennessee game. Yep, and then. Last year I could last year I could not sell my tickets to the Patriots game for the life of me. And even though I was busy, I had to drop everything else, all this all these activities with the kids right before Christmas and go to that Patriots game, which was fantastic. And then I was there earlier this year when they played the Dolphins. So I'm three and zero with color rush. So so that's 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 pretty good. Um uh yeah, let me click off of that for a second. Let's we don't want to run over tonight, so let's, let's get, get let, let's dive in. Get some, let's get some numbers. Give me give, give me a no, number. You, you first. Me first. Yep, I'm letting you do it. Mine's, Mine's a set a set of three, three numbers. numbers. You ready? ready? Yep. Four, Four. sixty six, and three. Oh, see, yours is close to mine. Mine was a, a set of numbers. I had a set of four numbers. Okay, mm -hmm. I had thirteen. Okay. 66. Okay. Three. Eight. Okay. So let's go with what, let, let's go with mine. Okay. Take yours. Four. Four first downs yeah, in the opening drive. Mm -hmm. They doubled their season total because they only had four total in the season going into this game. Right. 66. That's the number of yards they gained on the opening drive. Yep. That more than doubled their yards for the season because they were sitting at 58. And then, of course, what I said I wanted more than anything, I think I said on the burning question, three, three points on the opening drive, doubling their season total for opening drives. I, I Would a touchdown have been great? Absolutely. But, man, at this point, I'm like, just give me some first downs. Don't turn it over. And even better, go get some points. Now, they were aided by a penalty in there on third down. But you know what? I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> I don't care. They got Boswell with range. They actually did. It was the first time they've scored an opening drive 
and had first downs. They, All right. So my, my, my other two numbers on, on that are a little and connected a little bit in some way. The okay. 13, the 13 and the eight. Okay. okay. So that opening drive was 13 plays, 13 plays for eight minutes, eight minutes. Oh, wow. Eight, I, eight minutes on the dot. Is I what, have this right sitting right in front of me. Eight minutes on the dot, yep. 13 plays, four first downs, we took 30 yard opening, field goal. We took our opening drive and we held the ball for over half the quarter on our opening drive. Yes. <sighs> Boy, wasn't that nice? <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. Now it was different. Yeah, dude, let's let's break it down a little bit. You ready? Okay. Yep. So so we'll we'll break this down. Here you go. Cause, cause we'll, we'll get into some stuff with this in a little bit. Here you go. First play shotgun run Jalen Samuels minus three yards. <laughs> Not the way to start. No. Okay. Second play shotgun. Kareth white 13 yard rush first down. Yep. Okay. I did not get to see this. Which, no, which I did get home in time to see this drive. That's I had to listen to the first defensive drive on the radio because the stream would not work on my phone as I was traveling, as I was traveling home. And uh, but it did work on my iPad once I got home. So, by the way, that was White's longest run of the day. Yes. Yeah. Um. Although he. He did. He pretty much did there well a, on every run he had it. So. Correct. But that was his longest yep. one of the day, and there was only one rush longer on the day. Yeah. Jalen Samuels, one yard. So on second and nine, sack minus four yards. Yep. So third and thirteen. Okay. Um, then we there was a seven yard completion to Edmonds. 15 yard penalty on top of it because he yep. he took a he took a smack on that one. Okay. And th there should have been another penalty later on that drive when the one that took off Samuel's helmet. Yeah. Yep. And then it was Snell for five on the run. Snell for four on the run. Snell for three on the run. Samuels for one. Hodges for six. And then the pass to Samuels for no gain. Field goal. So they only passed the ball twice. Well, they dropped back. They, they went to pass three times and right. ended up being a scramble for, for six yards. Uh, and the, the one was short of the sticks, but they got the penalty. And then the other one was short of the sticks. Also, don't, so, forget, the, don't forget the sack. You technically have to count that as a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The sack. I forgot, I forgot yep. the sack. So, yep. Yep. So that was four. So once again, not really taking any shots. You know, but they running effectively. So was it a perfect opening drive? By no by all by no means at all. It was not. But it was an improvement because of how bad it's been. So it, it we'll take it a little bit as we can get it. It wasn't three and out. It wasn't three and out. Um so so yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. And that's why but here's the thing if White doesn't if he doesn't bust the second play for 13 yards where, where, the, where he gets the first down, right? It was the second play. Would we have just been run, run, pass, punt? We might have. Yeah. But the difference was we executed the run. Yeah. The Steelers executed the run. So that's, that's, that's what happened there. 
So the opening drive, we both wanted to focus on that. So let's move past the opening drive okay. and see if there's anything else you wanted to bring up. Um, well, you know, we brought up the end of last week, some of the numbers we were looking at moving forward. We did get the, the 35 rushing attempts, 140 yards for a 4.0 mm -hmm. average. Mm -hmm. And we were, and actually, if you want to stop and think about it, we were better than that, actually. Okay, because that includes the botched down Barry right. minus eight yard run. So, so if you take that out, it was 34 rushes for 148 yards, which is 4.35 a carry. That's exactly what I laid out in my analyzing the numbers article. Right. Which then when you stop and think about it, what was the touted part of the Arizona defense? They were supposed to be weak against the pass, stronger against the run. Not that they were great. No, they were supposed to be, but they were Correct. better at the run Correct. than than with the pass. But we we added over six yards per game to their rushing average in just yeah. in that one game. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and it was it was effective running, and like and Snell was the only player that got over that got double digit carries. Yes. He was the only runner. And we actually have an article coming out tomorrow that I did off of today's press conference, which was how are they doing the, how, how are they going to handle the division of labor uh, that coach Tomlin talked about in his press conference today? If, if James Connor's back and they are, they are going into the week, you know, basically cautiously optimistic about both Connor and Smith Schuster being able to come back. So, the, so the question is, how is that going to affect things in the backfield? I, my question was, who's not going to get a helmet? Um, because I asked the same question when I brought when I did an article about. Yes, yeah, I you know, article, but I don't remember who you said with, who's, not, with, who's not who's not getting the helmet. Well, that was that was for the wide receivers, and that question right. was, I, I you said, said you said Jones, right? I said Jones because I would agree actually on that. Yeah, because some people are like, oh, the, well, the wide receiver that wouldn't get a helmet would be Holden. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I mean, you're not watching Johnny Holden on special teams. They they, they don't need – how many times have the Steelers put five wide receivers on the field? Right. You know, they don't need Johnny Holden to go out on the field for anything else other than special teams, and he's the emergency receiver. So in case guys start to drop like flies, kind of like you saw with Philadelphia last night. Right. So that's why I'm saying – Kane has kind of turned into that guy that they want to try to take a deep shot with, but yet yeah. he actually catches the ball. Correct. He's so the, he's the guy that should be in there instead of holding on the big jumbo package all the time. If you're going to take your shot to, to a guy and catch the ball, it's showing he can catch the ball on that deep route. Absolutely. Right. That's yeah. what I would really like to see. So, so that's why I think, I think although he's he's done well when they've got the ball to him, so, I, so I think it's got to be Jones. How, how many running backs are we going to hand helmets to? Well, that's the that's four? the thing. They've I mean, already they've been going with four. Four. Okay. Honestly, I think Edmonds is the one that's th that's out. I'm not sure that it's at. I would say Edmonds, but he's the it's, guy that's been lining up at fullback. I, I know it, it's okay, but we're only giving out four four helmets. So it's either him, in my opinion, it's either him or Sam, or Jalen Samuels. Yes, I think you're right. I think it's. Uh, like I've said in this article that you all can read tomorrow on behind the still curtain.com is don't want to get the cart before the horse. And that's exactly what coach Tomlin was saying is that we got to actually get James Conner back first. We've got to make sure that Jalen Samuels groin is fine as well. Cause he's that's another true. guy that's, that's, that's dinged up a little bit. 
Right. Um, so maybe this all irons itself out without a whole lot of controversy. Exactly. To it. Exactly. So it's, it's interesting. And yes, as Dennis brought up and now Dennis, I got to address something with you anyway, but he said, um, I just happened to look and see that he was here. Cause I got to answer a yep. question for him is that Edmonds is also on special teams. Yes. He does a lot of special teams. So does Benny Snell. They still have him out there doing the special teams, which is good stuff. But I also want to say, Dennis, I got your email, and you have no idea the extent of that question that you asked me, that I'm still working on it, and I'm hoping to use it Thursday night on the Steelers preview as, as part of the Stat Geek there. So for those of you who want to know what I'm talking about, you're going to have to tune in Thursday night to see what, what Dennis asked me about that it took me forever to research in order to talk about it with Jeff on Thursday. So I think, did I see we had another super chat here somewhere? Yeah. Somebody, there uh, we go. This one. Um, there we go. That, there we go. Fan of the show. Duck Hodges wants to see the ducks. So, Hey, it's very interesting because I actually already heard from, um, um, super fan frenzy with flip. Um, I, I talked to him via email briefly after the game and, uh, he hasn't been able to break down the film yet, but I don't think he was very happy with Hodge's performance. I, I thought there was actually you it know was more good than you've seen with Rudolph for sure, okay. but okay. he we, can grow. Yeah, he could. But let me tell you where he actually, where folks are missing that he actually made up a little bit in this game to what I think something I think everybody's missing. Okay. You know, he was our third leading rusher. He had five rushes, 34 yards, yep. 6.8 per attempt with a long of 22. He scrambled effectively. Yes. He didn't just sit in the pocket and he stepped up in the pocket. And this was the big improvement that I saw from the week before. How about on that final drive roll actually scrambling to his left, to his left. And connecting with Deontay Johnson for the first down, it was it, there there at the end. Um, that was fantastic because he had always had a tendency to go right, came to the left, kind of threw back across his body. But he said afterwards, uh, after the game, that he was so wide open. That's that it, it, he made the throw anyway, even though we knew he shouldn't have been throwing that way. Which right. is funny, not to pile on, but. It just got me thinking again when he says, I know that I shouldn't do this. And I'm like, I'm so tired of hearing a young quarterback being so focused on what they're not supposed to be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. That That's the one problem that I have with the current setup with how they're dealing with their quarterbacks. But it might be right. No, 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 no. Look, what he's saying is, is yes. Come on, you see it every week. You hear commentators talking. You know they know better than to throw back across your body yeah. across to the opposite side of the field. And he knew he shouldn't do that. But at the same time, he's like, I know that's something you don't do. But my gosh, when you see it where it's there, I mean, you know, duck could have thrown a duck. Yeah, that's probably going to get there. He's probably still going to get there and be okay yeah, because I mean, of how open he was. Yes, and, but and that's a very different scenario from the week before, where a lot of people was upset that when he rolled out on the play that he should have just taken the sack that he threw away, mm -hmm. how James Washington was wide open on the opposite side of the field. But when you're rolling one way to throw it that far, the whole way across the field, that gives a chance for guys to get back there and make plays on it as well. Yeah. I think it was a much better decision to make the throw we made this week than it would have been to make that throw. But then again, I'm an offensive lineman and not a quarterback. So what am I, what do I know? Uh, anything else from this past game? 
Um, hold on. Let me peek at some stuff I had down. If there was anything interesting, you know, what was nice. Uh, four for 20. And actually, yep, that's Dennis what I was going to say. That yep, was the and, penalties and penalty yards. Yep. And actually Dennis had been, Dennis had mentioned earlier, I think about, yeah. you know, Hey, no false, yep. no false starts. You know, yes. it was nice to see those, that penalty number come down. Well, all right. So I'll tease a little bit. Dennis's question that he sent to me okay. has to do with penalties. Oh, it does. So I'm throwing it out here now for anyone in the live chat. If you want to throw out your numbers from this past week, before we move on to next week, um, just kind of see if there's anything specific, specific that stood out to you. I want to talk about the sacks because I saw a lot of this on Twitter and I've been answering people's questions. I haven't checked it since this morning, but there's a discrepancy because there are four players who are credited with a sack and yet the team has five sacks on the game. And a lot of people were curious about which sack it was. And I know exactly which one it was because I went back and looked at the breakdown of each one. It was the sack on the Cardinals' last possession. Was it Cam Hayward, I think, got the sack on first down? I, I do believe. And on second down, when Murray was scrambling, he fumbled the ball. And they jumped on it. So it went down as a sack. But they they didn't credit it to any player. Now, they still might. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that today or tomorrow. I think Hargrave might have been the closest player to it, um, that he might have got the credit. But what's crazy is they could have had more sacks if the NFL would have deemed that Murray was throwing the ball. I mean, that one third down play where, where Edmund stopped him for a loss, where he was rolling out to the side, Yep. They deemed that as a run that did not go down as a sack. So there's there's some things like that. All right, I've got to talk to you and stop looking for numbers here. Yeah, and I got to go back and say where I said that. Um, yeah, because they, they started flying after you. Oh yeah, I can't even find my holy cow. How far back do I have to go? Uh, nine thirty eight p.m. Hey, nine thirty eight. Well, there I saw where where Flip joined in. Um, so about about some stuff. I I I've made sure I. I finally figured out. I had to confess to him that I can't. I haven't been able to do his film breakdown because I couldn't get it to work. I found a back way into it to where I was able to watch that this past week. Hey, I really uh, enjoyed that. You're looking for numbers. Go up to 9:39 p.m. Logan, you gotta, we, we got to mention this. We haven't okay. mentioned it yet. We have to mention it. 9:39 p.m. Oh, 9:38 is when he said because he can throw downfield. 9:39. No. Boy, I went back too far. Yep. So here we go. Yep. I, that, I saw that one. I'd skip yeah, over we that. Talk about it. Yeah, we got to talk about this. That was my first number on my analyzing the numbers, and that was the 85-yard punt return, first punt, ret- first kick, kick return for a touchdown of any kind since Week 17 of 2017. Juju Smith-Schuster against the. Cleveland Browns first punt return since 2015, 15, which yep. was Mr. Third and fifth. Yep. First punt return by a Steelers rookie for a touchdown That's since awesome. 2005, San Antonio Holmes. Yep. So that was just some good, nice, fun numbers. Yep. So um, let's see. Let's um, here we go. Logan has another one because I was going to say this other number. He had 16 for 19. I don't care about 16 for 19. I brought this up on the burning question on Saturday. And that is how many incompletions are you satisfied with? I was satisfied with, with, I'm like, um, give me seven or eight on like 25 attempts, you know, 
22 to 22 to 29 attempts. It's okay. It was only 19 attempts, three incompletions. And what I got digging through the, what I got digging through the stats a little bit was I think one of those was just a straight up throwaway. One was definitely a throwaway because it wasn't targeted at anybody. Yeah. And, and once again, when I have to stream the game online, I don't have access to watch it over again, which really stinks. But I know there was a couple incompletions that ended up being penalties. So that's what's messing up in my head. His last pass was incomplete. That was on the second down play where they were trying to, where they were trying to get a safe completion to keep the clock running. Yeah. Get, but get the ball wider. Yeah. Um, that, was, to, that, was get some yards. that was to Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that one was that, that was one of the three incompletions, but really. So, and, and you want to get into that a little more interesting. So technically, so he went six. So at Johnson, he went six completions, eight targets. Okay. Every other targeted pass that Duck had was complete. Yeah. Yeah. That's efficient. Yeah, that's 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 efficient. Now that's the thing. It was he making the right passes, everything else? No, but I'm like, if you're making completions, that's that's half the battle. The yep. first thing you gotta do is is complete, but I'm not even saying it's the first half of the battle, okay? I wanted to bring this one up, uh, the two touchdowns for Deontay Johnson that Donald mentioned. The reason that I say it's half the battle is you've got to figure out who you're throwing it to and then complete it. I can't say, because I didn't break it down, I'll probably hear more from, from Flip about this, is was he throwing it to the to the best option? So you've got to kind of give him credit that even if it wasn't his best option, he was getting the completions. I mean mm-hmm. – I'll tell you what, man, those, those Dion, Dion Kane just comes up with a great, like one great catch each game and uh, I'll take it. I'll continue yep. to take it. So uh, Logan says zero interceptions. That was very nice. Um, Wish we could have said zero fumbles too. Yeah. Technically it was two because yep. they, that was interesting out of the five interceptions, five interceptions, sorry, the five turnovers in the game, three of which happened on fourth down that if they wouldn't have been a turnover, the other team would have taken over anyway. Right. Um, TJ Watts in the end zone, but that gave them better field position. So that was good because he was smart and just downed it. Right. Um, I know some people are like, oh, Murray could have walked in. I don't know if he could have walked into the end zone, but he definitely could have got no, the first down, if he, first down if he chose to run. run. I, I can't say for sure without having to check it again if he would have got to the touchdown zone. So, but, and then also the, the Barry fumble i don't even want to talk about that do you want to talk about that play or just you know what here's the only thing i want to talk about that play okay Mm -hmm. um right after the game you know i i I popped on to dve and was listening to the uh post game show with Mm -hmm. you know stan and and charlie batch okay and um they cut to tomlin's press conference Mm -hmm. and of course you knew someone was going to ask about you know what happened there? Did you know? Because it looked weird. Did Barry mess that up? Whatever. And Tomlin takes says, "Hey, look, the call was my call. I made the call. That's on me." And, oh my gosh! You should have seen everybody crucify Tomlin. Look, Tomlin took the heat off of Barry. Okay, Barry came out and said, "Hey, look, yeah, you know, they called off. Yeah, you know, I didn't get the call." You know, and honestly, when he tells you that, that's exactly when you watch that play. It's exactly that's what happened. happened. It's exactly it what happened. Yeah. The guys started down the field, let the guys that they knew weren't going to block the punt come through, and then those two guys are there to cream Barry, yeah. right? But, um, but you know, should we have had the call on to begin with? 
you know, we don't know how many times they potentially walk out there with that call onto the field mm-hmm. and cancel it and punt the ball. Yes. They might do that a lot more than we think. Yes. That's a good point. So, you know what? It happened. It wasn't great. Thank goodness it didn't cost us a game. Uh, that, yeah. A couple things I got to say about this. Okay, okay. First, Tomlin didn't didn't lie about it. He said, that was my call. I'm the one who takes responsibility because he probably said, Hey, we're going to go out. We're going to run the fake unless, because they'd only been putting six guys in the box. He says, we're going to run the fake unless they stack the box. They stacked the box. They called it off. Barry didn't hear it. He was like, Oh crap. Um, and someone did ask a question from Joe wanted to know would the fake punt go as a sack. The reason it did not go as a sack is because at no point did he ever, appear to attempt to throw the ball. Yeah, it was he a never run, held the run. ball in a way where he was going to throw it. That was a run from the get-go. It was a run from the get-go. So that's what gets you with with now because if Murray goes back and at least pretends like he's going to pass and Barry, then Barry, it, Barry. that's a sack. Oh. You know, Murray, Barry, anyway, Barry, you know, any of those plays yeah. that were like that. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's that was a potentially a season changing play because if the Cardinals get momentum and win that game and that, that could have completely ruined the season for the Steelers, but they didn't let it happen. They didn't let it do that. Yes. They got the touch. And it's so funny because I was texting with Lance Williams um, on the touchdown that Terrell Edmonds broke for, and it went over his head. I said, that looks like the little leaguer, um, in the outfield where they hit you a fly ball and he runs in and then it goes over your head. Yeah, that's exactly what that looked like that. to me was that I mean because I, I thought he had it picked. Okay, so while you're on those, let's go something a play like that. Let's mm-hmm. go to the other fake punt for a minute, the one that they were successful on. Yeah, where Cam Kelly tripped over a blade of grass. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it just like was one of them. Yeah. Like he's running, I'm like, dude, he's got this. Yeah, we've stopped him, and next thing you know, he's he's trying to make the tackle while he's flailing on the ground. Yep. I'm trying to catch up with a couple of oh, these. Okay. Go to it. Yeah. We need some tight ends. We don't know if we got Vance McDonald this week. Uh, Ryan says that he wants me. Um, he said, I talked about improved uh, opening drive and it happened. So we will talk about something here very soon about the topic of the show. Um, just, I'm just looking for some, any, um, any numbers that jump out at me. I'll be honest with you. I think at this point, there's a lot of, a lot of discussion before we get into questions or anything like that. Let's go ahead and lay out this week's game. And then we can turn it over to the live chat. Um, Okay. Let's do it. So title of the show is this, is it the Steelers? Now I can't even remember what it is. (laughs) Something about about having to start early, you know? And what that is, is you're like, oh, great. We're going to talk about opening drive again. You know what? We're not. Are the Steelers still bad on opening drives? Yes, they are. But there's also something else that Lance Williams tipped me off to this. Now, the total wasn't as bad as he thought it was, but where they rank is. Yeah. And that is the Steelers and the yards that they gain on first down. The yards that they gain on first down. And that is the Steelers are, let me, let me read this. I had something else from this. I wanted to write down and I didn't get a chance to, but the Steelers, well, let's look at last year. 
let's just, look, just to compare first. Last year, the Steelers were 14th in the league on yards gained on first down. Now, I took out kneel downs. I took out if it was like a field goal, like at the end of the half or anything like that. These are just regular offensive plays. The Steelers were 14th in the NFL. They they averaged 6.1 yards on, on first down. Them, and just so you know, the league leader leader was 6.9. So they were 0.8 yards behind the league leader. Um, they On first down, they got another first down 24.1% of the time. Almost a quarter of the time on first down, they got more, they got enough yards. You know, assuming they had 10 to go. Right. Because, uh, you know, it could have been a defensive penalty or anything right. like that. I got gotcha. you. That was ninth in the league. That they were they were ninth in the league in that, and the breakdown on first down went um, of 288 pass plays and 209 run plays. So they were 57.9 uh, percent pass and 42.1 percent rush. 58 to 42 percent. That's you know that's I'll bad. take that. That's not bad at all. I think that's pretty balanced in today's NFL. Yes. Now, how do you think that differs for this year? Um. If I were to go out, I haven't looked at these yet. You yes. told me that this stuff was that I haven't looked at these yet. I'm going to guess. I want to guess we're under five. That is correct. Okay. We are under five. We are at four point eight yards. Okay, which doesn't sound terrible because generally I'm like, I'll take four yards on first down. I'll take four yards on first down. The problem is, what about all those times you get twelve yards on first down? Right. You know, you're running a two-minute offense. That's right. We're, like that. we're talking average. Average. I wanted to get a specific number. Oh, you I didn't, didn't have to, you didn't want to look I, at median this time around? No, I, didn't look at median. Okay. Um, I, I wanted to get a specific number of how many plays the Steelers had for zero yards. Obviously, every incompletion is zero yards right. or negative yards. Um, it's it's a decent chunk, but I didn't get an exact number. Hopefully, maybe I'll even get that for Thursday night because it's not an easy way where they just give you a total. I have to go in and count all, what was it? 300 and what is it? 330 plays and and see what the distance yeah. was. Um, so I wanted to do that, but I didn't get to. In 2019, 4.8 yards has them ranked 31st in the NFL. That's bad. They are, they are next to last. The only who's, team. Who's Who's last? Who do you think? I was, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Wow. Um, last. Hint. Um, the Steelers uh, played Cincinnati. them. Good guess. Okay. That's not it. Miami. It's Miami. Okay. Miami is at 4.5 yards on, figured, on first down. I figured it was one of the two. Yeah. So – that's that's interesting. Another interesting thing is the Steelers are 31st in first down conversions on first down. They went from 24.1 last year to 16.1 this year. That's 31st. The only team worse than them is only 0.1% behind them. It's 16%. And it is not the Dolphins. And it's not the Bengals. So who's the other? Um, In close proximity, close proximity to you, yeah, the Redskins. So yeah, it's the Redskins. Okay. Yeah, they're. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers are barely ahead of them. Now well, this year, if you look at it, you know what part of that is. Uh huh. That we're okay. Well, now here it is. Here's part, part of that, of that is, is is 
is both if you think about the Redskins and you think about the Steelers, chances are both of them with their with their rookie quarterbacks are not chucking the ball a lot on first down. We're running the ball. Exactly. That's what I was just about ready to say. Where last year it was basically 58% pass to 42% run. This year it's 47% pass and 53% run. So they are running more on first down than they are passing. And can you rip off a run and get a first down? Absolutely. But you are more likely to gain 10 yards on a play by throwing it than you are running it. So if you're going to run it more, that means you are interested in moving, you know, you know, staying, staying ahead of the chains, which is another article that you all should be seeing here in the next day or so, next day or two by uh, one Cliff Harris is still a punk has an article coming out about the Steelers and staying ahead of the chains because Buffalo is what's that? He's Cliff Harris punk. is still a punk? He's Man. still a punk, yep. Is he um, ever not going to be a punk? That's the question. Um, okay. So, and if you haven't read his stuff, he, he wow, his breakdown is fantastic. Um, uh, but, but Buffalo was one of the best teams in the NFL at forcing negative plays on first down. And the Steelers are one of the worst teams of not gaining much on first down. So first down is going to be right. important. It's going to be very important that the Steelers need to leave themselves in manageable situations. So I will... my, my question is then how do we get them off balance on first down? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's going to be tough for us if we are too predictable on first down, but at the same time, you can't mm-hmm. totally flip the script on first down either. Yeah. Um, it's feeters going to have to be a little creative. Yes. Yes, I mean, like we say, when we're critical of when he's not creative, he needs to step up and be creative. Yeah. So just yeah, you know, change up some stuff. You know, I don't. At the same time, you don't want to go so creative that you're going to run a play that has the potential to lose you six yards. Correct. You know what I mean? You don't have to do. You don't have to run the flea flicker on the opening play. You don't have to run the end around on the opening play. Uh, I, you know, run run the misdirection. You know, run a run a quick slant. Run. <laughs> Everyone was so tired with Haley how much we saw the bubble screens. Right you, now, you don't always see the bubble screen. I mean, honestly, I I like. I, I like think a see, nice. I like to see some more trap plays on first down. I would like to see the infamous use your formation wisely, run off the defenders, and try to hit your and try to hit your running back on just a little, on just a little flare out. You know, not a screen. Just have him stay in to protect and see if he can just slide out for a little right. dump off. That's oh. a good pass for your quarterback. And that generally, it's like a run play, but he's clear space, and that can right. generally get you five yards or so. Yeah. Hey, uh, do me a favor. There's a, there's something in the chat I want you to go back and get because you haven't yep. talked much about it yet. I haven't and even been looking. No, you haven't. No, you haven't brought this up yet, and we need to. And somebody brought it up in there. Our friend Dennis back at nine fifty four p.m. Okay. And this is when you got to put up. You got to put that one up there. You know, it, it okay. Dennis is saying, "Hey, who? Has, I'll tell you what it says. It says whoever hasn't hit the like button has to stand in the corner. Right. <laughs> Get out, stand in the like, corner. Yes, the like I, I mentioned the super chat earlier, and that's the one thing that I should have I should have discussed is that." If you don't want to give your hard-earned cash to, to get your question, that's fine. But if you want to help us out without having to do that, smash that like button. 
give us the stars on the podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. All that stuff is, is really, really helpful. So, and a lot of people are saying that's right, Dennis. So one other thing I do want to say is you're like, well, so the Steelers, is it really that bad? You know, their average on first down, the Steelers only have one game. Well, I got to say an asterisk on this one. I said they only have one game that they that they didn't that, that they reached that total. But unfortunately, the two games against Cincinnati and Cleveland, the way I had to look stuff up, it combined them both into one game. Right. So maybe I should say there's only one opponent so there far in 2019 that the Steelers have averaged more on first down or that they averaged in the game more on first down than they did for the season last year. And that was in week two against Seattle. They had 6.9. Everything else was, there was everything else was six or below with some of those being two. New England was in the twos. The Rams was in the twos on first down. Yeah, I know. So, I was throwing a fit when we were there at that game. Yeah, we're like, can we just get some yards on first down? You know, and late in the game, they started to get some, but early in the game, it seemed like they were getting nothing. Right. Nothing. So, so yes. All right. Well, what, right. what are anything specific number wise you would like to see this week? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple things that I like to talk about. First of all, um, you know, we always talk about what we need for offensive numbers. There's one I'd really like to see us defensively do here. Okay. okay. The bills have one of the top rushing attacks in the league. Yes. If we can hold the bills under a hundred yards as a team, that would be phenomenal. Yes. Cause they're averaging, I believe somewhere around one thirty. Yeah. Um, let, let's hold them under a hundred. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And I would say, oh man, if the Steelers can do that, then they, I'm not ready to say that that means they could win the game because this could be, this is the Steelers lowest over under that they've had, uh, out of Vegas so far this season, because this is basically two teams that are known for more for their defense. Oh, this, this, than could, anything be, else. this could be 13 to 10, 12 to seven. You know, I mean, this could be low scoring. Here's what's going to happen. You ready? Because it's I remember it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, 28 to 37 or something like that. that because like, last year when they wore the color rush against the Patriots, I was like, oh man, if the Steelers can get the 30 points, I think they can win. They won the game 17 to 10. That's not what I expected out of I that know, game. But was it when you and I went to the Titans game that one time that we were expecting a low scoring game? They won. Oh, they just and, and it was and both teams. I mean, it was. I mean, overall, that was sixty something points in that game combined. Yeah, well, and here's the thing: when do the Steelers give up the most points? Well, first of all, Lance Williams gets so frustrated with this because when the Steelers score, especially a touchdown, they have a tendency to turn around and give up a long drive on defense, whether it be just time consuming, give up another touchdown, or score some point, but. I, I think, like, when did the Steelers' defense seem like they, they gave up the most? In games that they're winning by a good bit, like against the Chargers, when they gave up, what was it, 17 points in the fourth quarter or something like that? But yeah. that still didn't even have a game really in range. So if if the other team's going to score, it's probably going to be because the Steelers are winning a bit, okay? Um Max throws $4 into the tip jar and says, love, they chose to wear the color rush. Me too. Interesting thing about that, one Jefferson Hartman, I, we keep calling him Jefferson. I'm pretty sure that's not his real name. Um, <laughs> it's fun to do, right? <laughs> exactly. Put out on Twitter 
through the uh, behind the steel curtain Twitter account last night said he because he he sent me a text. He's like, we 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 got to do color rush. We got to do color rush. We got to push for this. He says I'm putting it out on Twitter. Say hey, retweet this if you want to see the color rush. We got crazy retweets of that and everything. So then when they announced it today, he um we decided we we double team getting an article out quick where he was he was writing and I was like compiling tweets and you know um getting pictures and make sure we had all the right tags and everything else and and uh he's like make sure you throw in my tweet from last night so I did we had to throw it in there that that he was pushing for that and uh it was great to see that so I want to see I got to think about what number I want to see I want to see what do I want to see? <laughs> I want to see one. I want to see one victory. One, one win. <laughs> that's I really know. all that really matters. That's it why I'm so ugly. That's why I'm going with the Santa hat. That's why I want my Christmas present this weekend. The Steelers Christmas present for me. Get the win this weekend. Put us into the five spot for the wild card. Um, and keep it rolling from there. Exactly, because this was something that we, I, uh, Jeff asked me to make sure I'm covering uh, playoff scenarios. And I'm just going on it week by week that it's basically this week, it's the Steeler. You, there's only two games you have to pay attention to the Steeler game and the Tennessee Houston game. Yep. Because this, who the Steelers are fighting for, if you're looking at worst case scenario versus best case scenario, the only way the Steelers can win the North is they have to win all three and the Ravens have to lose all three. And the Ravens play the Jets on Thursday, right? So right. it's just it's just going to be done. So it, that's just how it is. I didn't expect the Ravens to go undefeated through this this difficult stretch. I thought if they went four and two through six games, with one of them being the Bengals, the other ones were really tough teams. That that would be a really good record for them. And they went and, and they and they won them all. So that. Right now, that's not the issue. It's getting that wild card. If the Steelers win this game, they're 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 the five. They're they will currently be the five because they will have an identical record to Buffalo, to Buffalo, and they will have the head-to-head tiebreaker. If they come up short against the Bills, who the, the only, what, who they are fighting with for that last spot? You've got a group of, of teams that are two games behind. That's tough. I mean, if if you're going to give up. If you're going to fall to, a, to teams that are two games behind, then you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. If they're two back with three left and you can't close the deal against them, then you're not a playoff team, most likely. Correct. So it comes down to the Texans and the Titans who are tied, and it's going to be who doesn't win the division. Right. And they play each other twice. Right. So you, you, you go into that and you hope that one of those two teams beats the other one twice. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best case scenario. Well, Correct. because because the worst case scenario is they, they they play each other twice and then they got an NFC South opponent. The Texans have the the um the Bucks and the Titans have the Saints. So yeah, I would not be shocked to see the Titans win this week and then turn around and lose the next week to the Saints. That wouldn't right. surprise me. But bottom line is you you really care about who's losing those games. The worst case scenario for the Steelers is both teams go two and one. Right. That's the best that they can do. That's the best that they both can do in the Steelers' eyes. Meaning, right. Meaning but, but what's bad teams, for the Steelers? Both teams combined. Can yes. Do. Combined because, two because and one. Because if one of them goes 
three and zero. Oh, the other one goes so one goes and two. One and two at best. Right. Yes, which means all this, you know. And right now, the Steelers have better tiebreakers over the Titans than they do Houston. Houston has one more win in the conference, not you know, yeah, in the conference, almost said division, than what Tennessee does. So. That's one thing to remember. After, if they have the same conference record, then it goes to common opponents. And right now that's still up in the air because a common opponent with the Texans, the Steelers would have would be the Ravens. A common opponent with the Titans wouldn't be the Ravens. It would be the Bills um, because of how everything plays out. And there's just a lot to go into that. With three weeks left, there's still way too much. Then beyond that, then you're talking about, uh, strength of victory, and there's too many factors in that, involved with that. When you're talking about um, what is it, uh, 48 games still remaining to be played, so that's that. Honestly, the 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 best case scenario for us: Texans Texans beat the Titans twice. Mm-hmm. Titans probably you know say the Titans also play the Saints. They lose to the Saints. They go on three. Texans win their division. Who are we fighting against then? Because it's definitely then not Tennessee. Yeah, well, yeah. it would it would be if any of those teams that are two games back win, win, win all three. Right. That would be it. Right. That's the only thing you got to worry about. So that's why I, I say if the Steelers win, win one of the last three, you're talking about trying to get a tiebreaker. If you win two of the last three, you're yeah, talking about probably right. locking it in to yep. get in. And so that's why this one's such a big one. This yep. is such a big one. So that's the thing. One win this week. That's what happens. Last time, the, the last time um, the the Buffalo Bills won in Pittsburgh was so the gonna, first. You're going to make me nervous now. What was the first playoff game oh, yeah. under Bill Cower? Okay. <laughs> And the thing is, they don't play close games. They don't play. They don't play close games in Pittsburgh. The closest game between the Bills and the Steelers in Pittsburgh—I can't say Heinz Field because it goes back before that—in Pittsburgh is nine points. You know, the question is: is was either, that was was that back when uh, when OJ uh, was still running for the Bills? No, it, it was 1975. Yeah, that would have been before I was born. So I don't know who was playing. (laughs) I don't remember. No, it was funny. I think I just saw something on that game uh, on TV not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, if we're going, if we're going to have a game that's not close, I just want us Mm -hmm. to be on the correct side of that. Exactly. Well, it's funny because there hasn't one that isn't isn't within nine points. Some people are like. Do you only need to get to nine points to win? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm going to go ahead because I want to see what you all have to say in the live chat. We got about 10 minutes left. I'm yep. gonna turn there. If you've got a question, if you've got a number, um, I'll try to I'll do my very best to keep up. Um, deal with it. Come on. I need your prediction. Yeah, he's got it right. He's got it dead on two weeks in a row. <laughs> He's he picked the score two weeks in a row, and the week before that, I picked the score right. So between the two of us, we're we're we got a yeah, three game streak. Yeah, the two, the two of you got to get in there because if one of the two of you gets it right and you call this correctly, the two of you, then you know I, I'll be I, happy. I as, hey, as give long me as my, over, give me my picking the Steelers, I don't care. You know, give I don't care Christmas which one would be present. right. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, oh, just skipped on me. See, look at that. He's saying ha ha ha. He's laughing. Come on, where's the prediction? I give my, you can give a prediction. I have to give mine on Thursday. 
All right, I'll give. I'm holding it. So if you want to do a prediction, I, I'm saying we're going to you... be pretty low scoring. I, yeah. I'm going to go something like. Uh... Oh man! If you take mine here, while you're thinking about it, North Top 117.5 passer rating for Hodges. Not that was bad. last game. That was this past yep, game. That was the last game. Yep. Um, um, all right, hold on. I, I'm really trying to think about this. Nap 1963 says this game is huge. And since I'm huge and Brian's huge, we need to be there. Uh, that's not what he said. That's just the way I read it. So, um, so yeah, and remedy this was exactly what we were saying. Right. They play each other, uh, Houston and the Titans. So they can't win out. The best they can both do, or sorry, not not the best yeah, they can do. They, they the, can, worst, the worst one of the Steelers is, yeah, one of them. But if, but if one of them wins out, the other one goes one and two. Or 0-3. Yep. Correct. And here's the other thing that, that you got to remember. They could both finish 1-3. and three. They could split Correct. and lose they their other game. split and lose their other game. Correct. You know? Or um, someone could be 2-3 and three oh, and the other – Or 2-1. You're, you're, you're wanting a score prediction. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do it. Uh, um, you know what? One of the things I had jotted down here that you wanted for numbers this game, I would love to see the Steelers score 20. If they score 20, I'm pretty sure they win. Yeah. So I'm going to go Steelers 20. Uh, Bills 16. Okay. Man, I, this keeps skipping. 20 to 16. That's a good one. That's a good one. I had some good stuff, um, and then it skipped. So uh, Robert says 30 to 17. Um, That's because um, he's saying a 30 because they score a lot in the mm -hmm. color rush jerseys. Yes. Um, Mango Masher, I saw your question. We don't have time to get into into Spygate too. Um, maybe when more of that becomes clear, or maybe we're on another show. But uh, I'd, I'd I'd like to stay focused on the other stuff. But keep that in mind. Maybe we'll hit that up. Maybe Lance them. Maybe tomorrow night or on Thursday. Um, so someone says, "Hey, depends on the weather. What's the weather looking like for Sunday?" Actually, it's hilarious. You were sitting there doing that, and I'm trying to pull it up on my phone because. It keeps changing here and there. It's going to be chilly. Let me say mm -hmm. that. Um, I'm already trying to figure out what all I'm going to wear so that, you know, I don't freeze. Uh, let's see. While you do that, Michael O'Malley, I love this. 100 yards on the ground, more more takeaways than giveaways. So, in other words, you want to be positive in that plus minus. Yep. Uh, Michael, good one, because I also felt we need to rush the ball for over 100 yards. Yep. Uh, we got a score of 28 to 13 from Jesse. Um, Kig me 24 14. Um, so, um, Wes said, didn't know if we saw this earlier, but the 85 yard punt return is the longest punt return in Steeler history. I did not see that. So I can't confirm that, but I'm going to take Wes's word for that, that he knows what he's talking about because Wes usually has good stuff for us. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Kyle will yell. Oh, no. He might have gone to bed already. He disappeared yeah. on me. Um, Steeler Super Fan Dad. Or Super Fan Dad. Yeah. Steeler Fan number 34. I'm Steeler Super Fan Dad, but it's S T L R because I didn't have enough letters to spell out the word Steeler. Um, if you go to any of my articles on Behind the Steel Curtain, you click on that article right underneath. The, the title and the, little, and the little thing that goes with the title, it'll say the author, it'll have my email, it'll have my Twitter, or you can click on my profile. It's all there. But STLR Superfan Dad um, uh, at gmail.com is my email, or that's just that what it is for Twitter. Hey, uh, weather forecast yep. uh, for Sunday. Uh, high of 38 in Pittsburgh, uh, morning snow showers. Um, west winds 10 to 15. Uh, Sunday night going into the evening, the low is to get down to 26. So we're going to hover right probably around the freezing point. Okay. What are you Sorry. laughing at? 
Oh, I watched a movie last night. It made me say something. It made me think oh, of something. Goodness. I was going to say, I was going to say, okay, so so there might be snow in Pittsburgh, but you know where there's not going to be snow this Christmas time? Sorry. <laughs> Do they know it's Christmas time at all? I'm sorry. Um, if you haven't seen Daddy's Home too, to, to, to hear John Cena sing that song, it's fantastic. So uh, we've got 13 to 10 Steelers from from Double H. We got Goo Steelers 27-14. So um, Wes said that there was a 90-yard uh, punt return, but it did not result in a touchdown in 1964. Hey, I'm going to trust you that you're that you're doing the research there. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate that. We love it when people come with their numbers. Okay, remedy this: 30 to 20. Okay, um, I've, I he said completions. I think he means receptions. Cody says Zach Manor zero receptions. That will change Sunday. He was wide open on that one where he flared out. He was wide, but he would have had to throw it across the field. I know. But, yeah, he was give him the ball. Give him, give him the ball. I, Nothing better than a fat guy touchdown and a fat guy touchdown day. <laughs> You know what? Here's the, there was a question asked of Coach Tomlin today at the press conference, and the question was: Is Zach Banner athletic enough to act as fullback on the goal line? His answer: No. <laughs> that was his answer. You know what? That's just because they don't want to play him there. And uh, then Banner on Twitter challenged Coach Tomlin to a race. Nice. <laughs> Very so nice. I, I like that. I really. It's funny. I don't like it when they use that formation too much and telegraph what they're doing. But you gotta love it when you, you gotta love the guys. I mean, he's just got the right attitude. I mean, if you don't know his story, he 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 started to not like the game and just wanted to be done with it. And he ended up in 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 Pittsburgh and in the right situation and fell in love with football again. And he's just out there having. Uh, fun yep. i mean he's just a big fun guy and if you got fun guys he's a big mushroom <laughs> um sorry oh man i'm going nerdy jokes tonight on <laughs> that's all i have to say between, between band-aid and and mushrooms and everything else but if you did not see um when the the one thing earlier this year i don't know if it was during the fashion thing when he did the did the did the flash dance scene um it, it, it was hilarious so I think it was Flash Dance or Dirty Dance, one of those things. I don't know those movies. My wife would have to tell you. Um, so Darren says, sure. "How about 17 points and we can win?" So he's going 17, 16. That might that that might be the number. That it could, could be. The be. Yep, I'm really far behind because it just skipped and I can't go back and find where I even brought that one up. So I'm really sorry, everyone. I'm not going to get right. to all your uh, comments. Let me just read off a couple. Steeler fan 74 said 15 nine Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was looking to see if we had any more predictions there, real quick. Um, uh, Erica J said 17 10 Steelers. There we go. Um, Yeti 20 for the Steelers, Bill 17. Uh, Hanani, uh, yeah, I can't even say that one. Um, 16 10 Steelers. I went back too far. That's where I am. I'm catching up. Haha. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good stuff. As always, yep. you all come through in the live chat so much bigger uh, than what it needs to be. I then, of course, then hey, I just so, nerd out. Somebody said that uh, uh, Mark Tobin said that uh, Zach Banner is going to be Refrigerator Perry 2.0. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Do we get 
Do we get some of these? These might have been some of the ones you do. Okay. Um, Duck Hodges is calling his own stats. Um, two touchdowns, one defensive TD, um, two boss field goals, 27-10, bring in the Duck. So uh, I tell you what. Man, man, Duck breaking that down for us right there. Yeah. It's a score. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some good stuff. Ron Reed says he'll be at the game, 21-16. So, um, like I said, you'll have to follow, um, that's, you have to uh, listen to the show on Thursday, see what's uh, going on. It just skipped over and I lost who said it. Where was it? Uh, up there, some, somebody gave a number for the game. Who said it? Darn, I can't even give credit. Somebody said a number they had for the game was zero fake punts by, uh, Jordan Barry. <laughs> hey, I like it. There was Cody like Marshall. It. Cody Marshall said it. Barry, zero fake go. punt. Yep. <laughs> So here we go. And now you guys are going to have to wait. Deal with it. Says he's going to sleep on it. And oh, it no. Oh. It, it, <laughs> so help me. So help me. He's giving it on this so, show every time. I know. If they lose, I'm blaming him. Yep. It's because he, he didn't give the score on a Tuesday. So um, it's, it, it's some good stuff. But, hey, thank you all for tuning in tonight. It's just kind of been a good, fun time. We're excited. I don't – I don't know if anyone even noticed, <laughs> but I do have my, I do have the Christmas tree lit up behind me tonight. Oh, I, yes, uh, the little did. one. Yes, I did. I, uh, I, I actually remembered my USB hub and yes, I have more than one USB port on my, on my laptop that people said I needed a fund for that, but I'm like, no, I just use them for other things. So, um, one last score, 17 to two. Um, I don't like the two. I don't like the two. I don't yeah. want to give up the safety. Let's not do that. Let's not put our offense in that situation. So thank you all once again for tuning in. You got to remember, um, go crush that like button. Go Please. go hit the hit those five-star ratings. And if you haven't done it, make sure you subscribe on YouTube so you can get the notifications. You've got to sign up for the notifications as well if you want them for when we are going live. But make sure that you are uh, checking BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steelers information. We've got all kinds of great stuff coming your way. we got some good breakdown of the last game. Lots of stuff coming coming up. Um, got another super chat. Super chat here. Yep. Duck gets back to us again. He's like getting the W, and he'll waddle, and he'll waddle, waddle, waddle. So that's $1.99 in the tip jar. Also, we're here every day. We're here every day with a podcast. Um, hopefully, you don't have to deal with it like last Friday with uh, with Lance Williams going to a podcast at like 11.40 Eastern. Um, it was something crazy. I was getting ready to go to bed, and then Lance is going live. Um, but we we will have the standard is the standard. The flagship podcast will be tomorrow night with Jeff and Lance. Thursday will be myself and Jeff. Uh, I don't know that Brian's going to be with us on Thursday. He's running away in shame about not going to the game. Um but Brian's um, really starting to, you know, I'm starting to lose my mm -hmm. confidence in Brian. Yeah. Brian, if you <laughs> listen to this at a point in time, you need to know that. No, I, Brian also knows because I was wishy-washy too. So Brian's going to call me out on that. And I understand. I'm just like, I just don't know. I just want the two of you get it together. Yeah. Come to the game. Yep. So then where am I? Where, where did I say we were? We're on the preview Thursday. Well, then we've got Lance's. Yeah. I said it all Friday. We've got a burning question Saturday. I don't know if it's Jeff or Lance. It's one of those guys um, coming up. Then Sunday, you're going to have a super late post-game show. I know Jeff loves doing those. And then we're right back at it with um, the Hangover Monday, and we'll be back again next Tuesday um, before we get into that crazy holiday schedule the following Tuesday when uh, it just so happens to be that 
Stat Geek is is scheduled for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So uh, that might that might be a more interesting show. That might be an afternoon show, and it might have to be a solo show. But we'll uh, just have to no, I can I can I can do afternoon on Christmas Eve. I can't yeah. do I can't do night though. Yeah, we got we got kids and traditions and all kinds of great stuff yep. going on. But uh, we'll make sure we t- let you all know yep, about when that's going to happen. Yeah, because these shows aren't for us; they're for you. So, so thanks for everyone for all the great for for the great discussion and content in this in the uh, live chat. And any last things you want to say before we go, bro? No, just get to Lance's quote. All right, so there you go. To tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you all next time.